Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win, including boosted same-game parlays for the upcoming NBA action after the football season. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's Bet $10, Win $200 offer. Just bet $10 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Kyle Long and Stanford Steve, the guests today, we go over football, F1, and the Derby. Steve recaps the Derby's surprise, gets into the NHL playoffs, the top college football players for the coming season, and 2023 NFL win totals. Kyle dives into F1 racing and a mailbag. Chris and Macon will open the show with a little Mother's Day review, recap the NBA's weekend storylines, and announce Greenlight as the next Tornado Chasing podcast. Y'all have a good time. got a grilled cheese earlier you know what it's called what the betty white no way i'm not fucking with you dude from an establishment yep it's called the betty white he eats betty white he's eating dead actresses this thing has gotten out of control reed cowboy what's in the betty white what's a betty white so there's some white White bread cheddar cheese white cheese uh on toasted toasted bread white bread that's right, white bread Deceased and white some bread. thick ham. Thick ham. ham. Thick country how, ham. How many C's? Six. Six C thick ham. Damn, dog. Where you get that Betty White from? Ooey gooey. It's in Charlottesville here. Cowboy's back. Took a oh. day off the other day. Welcome back, Lazy Cowboy. fuck. Thank you. Show went off without a hitch, but welcome back. Yeah, I know. I lazy, posted though. it. Honestly, like big lazy. Congrats to your uh, yeah, he brother brother's for graduation. Which, graduating. He said thank you. It's a lot like a wedding. I mean, you can't undo a, a graduation, but what you can do is get more degrees. So I think missing a graduation, not so, so big a deal. Uh, but you got to do what's best for you, Reed. You know what's, uh, what's up these days is those... Uh, Kindergarten graduation, middle school graduation. Oh, yeah, 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 please. Yeah. Get a real graduate. Have a real graduation. I'll be there, son. Participation trophies all the way around. uh, Gradification of America. Mm -hmm. Hey, Matt, talk to me about Anna Jarvis. 
Yeah, I was doing a little research about Mother's Day. Anna Jarvis started as one does <laughs> on a weekend. <laughs> I want to understand the significance. Wow. I can't quite put my finger on what's so significant about this holiday. You were not given an assignment. Pardon me for being curious, but you know I was what? curious. I, I, I can't. I got this fucking. You know what? Hey, can I say something before we get in the NBA and into Anna Jarvis? Today I'm wearing the Phantom of the Opera mask for our guy Joel Embiid. And that's a challenge. It's not just having a broken orbital. It's not there. That thing gets sweaty. Well, he he ditched it too, right? I just ditched it for a little bit to yeah. get some face air. I'll be back in a bit when we talk NBA. You can't even podcast in it. He's playing playoff games. He's fucking it. playing really Didn't good he throw playoff it off? basketball. Is he still wearing him? Yeah, I no, he, he was. It. I I sat down last night watching game with my dad. He was like, "Embiid's out of the mask." And then they cut to Embiid, and he was wearing the mask. I guess maybe he took it off momentarily in the second quarter or something. Yeah, that's right. All right, so Anna Jarvis was the person that started Mother's Day. Back to Day. researching Mother's Day. <laughs> and this was in like 1907. And eventually she actually started going against the holiday because it became commercialized. Companies like Hallmark and flower companies started profiting and she became a protester against Mother's Day and against its commercialization, even to the point that she actually got arrested uh, for publicly protesting. I think she's a hero. It's, I mean, it's a lot like, what are you going to say? Nah, that's funny. <laughs> I do. I think she's on to something there, though. I do think she's on to something. Well, she started it, to be fair. So, Well, yeah. <laughs> she's also on to something. Yeah. You know, she's the classic build somebody or something up to tear it down yep. person. Yeah. I'm going to start a holiday and then protest against it. Incredible. Right. I stand with Anna Jarvis. Not that I'm against Mother's or Mother's Day, but... um. I do think Hallmark's trying to get this big, unnecessary cut out of like celebrating moms, and I don't like it. I like this holiday way better than Valentine's Day. By the way, I hope all the moms that listen, I know we have many moms that listen, have a, had a wonderful weekend, but continue to have a great week because you're still important to us. It didn't stop midnight Sunday uh, evening. I still care. and um, I'd like to wish a... Happy Mother's Day. Well-deserved to, to your wife, a great mom, yeah, yeah. Uh, Megan. No question. No question. Meg, Meg had a great Mother's Day. Um, happy Mother's Day to Kate as well. Oh. And all the moms in our lives uh, out there listening to the Greenlight Pod. I know my mom listens to the pod. Uh, I don't know how the fuck y'all do it, honestly. Like some of y'all that comment back to us like under our socials are well over 50. And some of the things we talk about on here... In light of that, I feel kind of childish. Sophomore, juvenile. Yeah, thanks. And we apologize. Yep. But I didn't post until this morning, this being Monday. And there's a reason for that because I was observing the holiday. I actually observe the holiday. I'm around the mothers in my life. And uh, and that's why I was late. So anybody reading my Instagram posts and being like, that's kind of shitty, Chris. Uh, not so. I'm off the posting. I don't, I'm not. I'm not posting socially. Good, good. I'm yeah. headed there. I'm headed there. And also, if my wife was wondering why I didn't post about you, refer to the awesome day we had. That was why. Hey, who are we saying hello to today? Jackson, Mississippi. Hello. Ugh. I'd also like to say hello to Wakita, Osage County, Guthrie, and Maysville, Oklahoma. That's where they filmed Twister. Hello. We had a uh, tornado this weekend. We, we had, had like a legitimate tornado. I texted Macon. It was about 10.30 at night, right? 
yeah, Friday. You said y'all hitting the deck? Y'all hitting the deck, which is shorthand for are you observing the tornado warning? Um, well, we and and we went from tornado warning to watch, which is right. Yeah, the watch, really and that, that was really educational. You want to tell people what you what you told me? Yeah, on there's text a because I I hit you up and it was like y'all hitting the deck, and you were like, "Hey, dog, it's like ten thirty. Is this a watch or a warning? Because there's a big difference in my family. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna behave uh, accordingly." Yeah, and you told me what was up. It was the real deal one, which yeah, I think it was is the, the watch warning or the watch. I think the watch. Whatever. Cowboy, hey, you know this shit? You know weather? Big tornado. You look like you know weather. Get on your stuff. We either need a warning or like, hey, actually tornado would be a better terminology. Here's what would be great if they'd say this. And um, like we live in Virginia. So the last time we had a real tornado touchdown of any consequence has been like over a decade. Yeah, we had a and derecho. Nothing happened, right? The derecho. Now, we was... did have the Nelson County storm in the 70s, which was terrible. It was oh, like yeah. back there in that holler. Like it was like. Camille. It was biblical. That was a hurricane. Was yeah. it? A hurricane. So anyways, what we would like on TV would be like, yes, you have to wake your kids up or no, you don't have to wake your kids up. Just put like two colors up there. Red is go wake your kids up, like start that process. And then green is like your kids can keep sleeping, but just maybe like keep an eye outside. Make sure nothing's flying around. When, so, I, well, that, when I lived in St. Louis, you would hear the tornado sirens pretty regularly. There's none here. But at the same time, they would go off so often that you would just be like, I'm not going to the basement. So first off, I sent you a picture. You and your children. Me and my kids. Huddled. Huddled, like to show you that I'm a careful dad in some situations and circumstances like tornadoes. Uh, and you were like, nah. <laughs> I, I wrote back, there's going to be egg on my face if a tornado pops through my daughter's bedroom window Dog, your daughter is essentially a baby it'd be so easy to just go like pick her up and move her into oh, another room where oh she can yeah sleep she would love you. that no but i mean like be real i gotta my kid's like my kid's like 13 like Waylon's like a fucking young man dude yeah i woke him up it, it, and <laughs> and it, he grunted dude <laughs> right mine would have been He's crying. 65 pounds i had to carry him and i had to get luke up they were fucking confused the whole thing but they did not get sucked up into a tornado. Neither did my daughter. But she could have. Nor did my wife also sleeping <laughs> at the time of the tornado, which was not a tornado. We yeah. were, it was just a you watch. You waking your wife up during the warnings? No, I'm not. Maybe north yeah. of the morning. You got to see the twister to wake your wife yeah, up. Yeah, it's kind of like a Jesus Christ thing, you know? I haven't seen the fella. <laughs> okay. Need more convincing. You know how sometimes they give movies like a reason for why it's rated something like PG-13 or rated R? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Twister's got my favorite one of all time. Intense depiction of very bad weather. So I love Twister. <laughs> I love the movie what Twister. Was what was the rating? The rating was PG-13. PG-13, all for weather. Yeah. Yeah. We love Twister. Uh, I was going to say if they cast as the Twister, uh, Reed is Helen Hunt for sure. <laughs> and I'll be Bill Paxton without any sexual tension. There's actually Ferris Bueller uh, is in there. Not Ferris Bueller, his friend, Cameron. You make the, the guy that you look like. Our guy, Alan Ruck, succession of succession fame. So that's obviously you. And then Matt's going to be maybe Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, that fits. But I really think we should, we should with everything I experienced Friday night, just me, not Macon. Um, I had frogs clinging should, to my windows. Did you? Yeah. I'll show you a picture. I think we take this show on the road. I think we become the first uh, sports media podcast that chases twisters. I would love that. Wouldn't that be dope? Yeah. Reed, you would do it, right? 
Yeah, I can uh, sit in the back of the van and work all the crazy all the machinery, all the, all the instruments. Yeah, dude. We should. So, if you know where a tornado is, tweet us at Greenlight, and we'll come find it, and we will watch it, and we will report back, and we will make content. Talk about like, yeah, you've seen Max Crosby interviews. Have you seen one inside of a fucking F five? That's how they name uh, tornadoes. Why? What do you mean? Yeah, F five, F four, F four, F three, F two, F one. F-150. Formula One. Yeah, Formula One, dude, yeah. which we're going to talk about with Kyle Long later. Do you get do you get cell service in, in a tornado? <laughs> I'm not really sure, but we're going to chase them and we'll find out. Can you live stream inside a tornado? I'm telling you, we could be the, the first sports media uh, podcast to chase twisters. Right into the budget, 2022. We're doing it. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring partner you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of the employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job according to Indeed data, US. One of the things I love about Indeed is that making hiring all in one place is so easy because candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search according to US Indeed data. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed does the hard work for you. When you pay to post a job, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post, so you can hire faster. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Pay per qualified applicant not available for all users. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you guys see NBA this weekend? You know, I saw some. Affirmative, yes. Yeah, you see John Morant got injured and said that uh, Jordan Poole broke the code. I don't think he broke the code. What code is that? It's a funny code. That's like, that code, I mean, like, that code didn't exist the other night. Like, are we just. The code sounds serious, dude. Let's not get baseball-y. That's all I'm saying. And we'll talk about baseball in a minute, I'm sure. But Jordan Poole. We, but like, let's not get baseball-y here, Plucked dude. a tendon in there like a guitar string. I There were videos going around that said he got hurt before that. I don't I don't know what I, I believe. I should think so, yeah. All we I know is it looked, like a, yeah, it looked like a clean play. Yeah, NBA well, didn't suspend Jordan Poole, whereas they did with Dylan Brooks. Certainly clean. A little bit weird to grab a guy's knee. But still, can't, you didn't injure him. Dog, I didn't see it. I just didn't see it. I didn't see it. I'm Listen, I'm at the age now where I, I, I got to worry about tearing my ACL, like just doing random things, like being at a Chris Stapleton concert or jumping into the wrong end of a pool a couple weeks ago at, on a guy's trip. Caught a football. Like, hey, I'm catching a football on the shallow end, dude. How shallow? Like, three feet landing you get hurt? full speed thought i broke my foot oh so anyways like shit like that is i gotta worry walking down the stairs now mm -hmm. at my age john morant's one of the best athletes in the world dude i'm sorry that i'm not worried about it 
Yeah, we'll see if he's actually out tonight or if they're inaccurately reporting their injuries like Philadelphia did with Joel Embiid. And you said that's that's worth it. To, to I, I think so. It's a fifty thousand dollar fine. Like you don't want them to know what you're doing. No, no, and that's that's play money in the NBA. Who cares? That's that's just like that's not even a suggestion of what to do. Really, honestly, fifty k. Yeah, I would never follow the rules. Was, that uh, organization. Double double for Joel and that James Harden uh, finally came to play. That series is two two. Well, I love that, and fuck, I got to put my mask back on. Joel Embiid, dude. I made Matt go to like a party store for this. It had like a nose and shit. Mm -hmm. Really creepy. This guy's amazing. I mean, he's not going to win the MVP, right? Uh, Cola. Yeah, Rosillo vindicated. But this guy, he could be one of the biggest legends in. I mean, where would he go down in Philly history if they go? In Philly basketball history would be right there with like Dr. J and Moses Malone. Dog, there's nobody. He'd, he'd be a bigger legend than almost anybody that w on our team, for sure. Uh, Nick Foles is a bigger legend. You think so? Depending on what you're talking about. But but Joel Embiid, yeah, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> not a lot of rooms that Joel Embiid walks into and he's not so sure about probably true i just feel like if he if he finishes this run there's a long way to go i mean obviously you have to come back from down 2-0 and beat the heat which you know maybe without lowry right yeah the heat have all sorts of like little nagging injury questions and i mean philly if they get what they got out of harden yesterday and keep getting out of maxi that's like one of the most exciting places to play although didn't keep a fan at courtside from falling asleep but who would be a bigger fucking legend than Joel Embiid if they won Nobody. this title. Nobody. I, maybe. Whoa. I mean, Reggie White and, and guys like that. I mean. I still haven't heard one name. You're talking about Chuck Bednarik? Nope. You're talking about Dr. J? Nope. Didn't win a title. You're talking about Rocky? Nope. AI. Allen Iverson. AI, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, got it, got it. But he'd be a bigger legend maybe than, than Allen Iverson. He'd be up there. He'd be up there. I mean, because of the way that. Especially like playing through Playing injury. through injuries, like five. Everybody five injuries. respects that. I'm not going to say he's a bigger legend than AI, but what I am going to say is that of any champion in Philly history, of which there are not that many, um, like lately, I'm not talking about like the Eagles before the NFL or, um, you know, the Flyers at some point, I think probably Mike Schmidt, Stanley Cup or the Phillies. Like, yeah, he's going to be Mount Rushmore of Philly athletes. And you can't count the guy as uh, Bill Burr said, once joked in his fucking rant about Philly sports. Um, you can't count the guy that, that wasn't even a real. They had Sylvester Stallone would be like, they have a statue of a fake boxer, but but Joe Frazier. Yeah, Joe Frazier's actually from Philly, but they yeah, all praise yeah. Rocky, who didn't actually so exist. So Joel Embiid is going to be on the fucking Mount Rushmore, to me at least. If they keep winning, Philly I, I think so. And like the way that he was playing defense when switched on to guards was freakish, like next level. I want to be as clear as possible here. I'm saying if the Sixers win a title, if. And speaking of legacies, talk about James Harden, Matt, because, like, you know, this is one of the most interesting character arcs in the whole thing. The guy, I had, I, we had left him for dead, and, you know, like, the, the prime of his career is about scoring 50 points a night, like, high volume, but this isn't what he does on this team, and maybe this is the thing that saves his kind of legacy. Not that he needs saving, but... He's definitely been controversial. If, if they can win a title and he does it not doing what he had to do in Houston and in the, the meat of his career, like that's that'd be a pretty cool finish or tail end kind of story for him. Yeah, if they win a title, there's 
no way they do it without him, and there's no way that they do it without him adapting to the role that they need him to play. But that's so interesting because it's like you, you think of Harden as the ultimate volume scorer. Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe that's unfair. He's a, a great passer. Bit. Like, that's the role he took on in D'Antoni's system, but I feel like in game four of this series, you kind of saw, like, the role that he could be optimized in, which is playing facilitator for most of the game and then just being a killer down the stretch, making buckets. He's a great passer. Yeah, and people still respect his ability to score, so... And honestly, the criticism of him had gotten, like, to a fever pitch... That I've never been like a James Harden guy, but at this point, like I would like him to shush the haters a little bit. Let me paint the Ryan Rosillo's basketball hell scenario here. James Harden title. Chris Paul blows an, a two-zero lead. Uh, Jokic, his MVP guy, is out of the playoffs after the first round. I mean, this—I don't know shit about basketball, but when we get Ryan Rosillo on here, that's that's Ryan Rosillo's. Hell, I know the guys on part of my take were talking recently about how you got to root against Ryan's favorite teams. Uh, boy, this is the this is the he- most hellish scenario. Again, asterisk for anybody listening. I'm getting carried away. I'm putting the Sixers in the NBA Finals, and they're going to beat the fucking uh, the Mavericks. Yeah, so you you like the what the Mavericks are doing? They tied Dude, the I series just, with the Suns. I just hate what the Suns are doing. This feels like like vintage. Chris Fowl. Yeah. And I hate it because I want to like Chris Paul a lot. I, I want him to I want him to feel you know, like feel that confetti. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know the Suns, they, they were likable like for like a second for me. Their likability was was it peaked last year. Like now you're kinda like, yeah, get out of the way, dude. No offense to the Suns. They didn't win it though. No redemption story no, for you. No, I know, but just being there, just being there, it felt like this was a win, you know, just being there at all for them. And I know they don't feel that way, but, you know, like I'm not like, um, I'm not pulling, I find myself pulling for the Mavs more than the Suns because Luca is so fucking fun. He's, he's the first, um, well, I wasn't, I wasn't around for Larry Bird or I was pretty young for like Chris Mullen, but this is the least ironically I've ever rooted for a white guy. He transcends. This guy's not a, you know what I mean? 23 years old, just bullying dudes. Dude, Luca's 23. He's so smooth, dude. He's so smooth. He's so heavy. Everything he does is so strong. Like every little movement is so under control. Like all his footwork is so perfect. And he just slides past people, but he's so fucking big, dude. I love the guy. He, yeah, I'm not even being like, yeah, hey, yeah, go white guy out there. No, just by his numbers alone, he's got like one of the best playoff resumes in history through his first couple years yeah so you talk about the nba like chris paul could get a title devin booker could get a title that could be fun phoenix could have a championship or you could give possibly the best basketball player on the planet for the next 10 15 years a ring uh, and something to build on down there in dallas like that could be fucking fun so i'm having a hard time rooting for the suns well you you'd probably root for team on that other side be it memphis or golden state over phoenix maybe so yeah exactly and that's the point is like for being like underdogs and being upstart 
you know, and, and going on that run last year and really playing fun, exciting basketball, it's, you know, it's hard for me to get behind the sun. This sounds ripe for a uh, remaining Vibes NBA team it draft does, with yeah. Kyle a little later. Yeah, Stanford why don't we Steve do yep, coming yep, up yep. too. Good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, dog. So the Mavericks uh, fan didn't turn you off of them at all? No, because, you know, everybody's got shitty fans. The question has been going around online, like, is that kid old enough for Chris Paul to say, um, He'll see him later, which I love that. I'll see you later. I'll see you later. Um, when definitely won't be seeing him later. You definitely won't. Because I was thinking about that. The kid's definitely not going to come back to the arena. No. Or the team hotel. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll walk out, but uh, Mr. Paul said he would see me later. Unless Should there's I? an apology for something. And I didn't see it like, gosh, we have camera angles of everything now. I, I hope something's going to come out to like fully slam dunk, make this kid like the biggest shithead pushing Chris Paul's mother on on uh, Mother's Day, come on. Like, Chris Paul, who's having a bad game, has to turn around and deal with that shit, allegedly, and uh, yeah, is the kid old enough? Hey listen, if you can drive a fucking motor vehicle, if you can drive around a, 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 a F-350, like you can get your ass kicked, for sure. Especially if you put your hands on somebody's mom. We need the Sons and Four guy, dude. If we could get the Sons and Four guy in a room with the Mavs, the Mavs young man, man though, for sure. Let's not do the boy thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this this Mavericks young man needs to meet the sons and four guy and they need to have a conversation about it. I think that's how this thing gets resolved. We can walk down the street, I guarantee you, the FBI could piece together exactly what storefronts we walk into and out of. And we only have one cell phone cell phone. There'll be cam more footage. Of, there has to be more footage. Let's see it. Come on. on uh well I guess the game was in Dallas, yeah. They don't want to show their uh their teenage fans That's right. putting That's putting right. hands on moms. That's right. And now we're gonna bring on Stanford Steve for a little derby talk and football. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted to see what all the hype was about. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And it tastes great. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It kind of has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. I recommend it to the whole Greenlight crew especially Cowboy Reed. And now, everybody's feeling spry. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Athletic Greens is also a climate-neutral certified company. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash greenlight. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash greenlight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, Steve. Steve. What's up? Steve. Yo, brother. How you doing, man? Is that Waze Batman costume from Halloween? No, this is Joel Embiid tribute day at the green light which is every day at the green light pot dude this is awesome we're just gonna start we're just gonna bounce around ton of topics we're gonna be all over whatever the globe want. man he said whatever you want he's like you see his face though it was like no not so happy to talk to guys and not be around my kids all weekend we'll start with the nba 
You you see the mask, bro. I, I pose this hypothetical. Yeah. If Joel Embiid leads the Sixers on a historic tear and they win the whole damn thing, which I think is possible. You know, I would I would never jump out of the gym for a Philly team. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> where does that put Joel Embiid in the pantheon of Philly athletes? Oh hypothetically. Man. Coming back from these Rock. injuries, you know, down 2-0, yeah. un- un- unforeseen Eastern Conference Finals heroics. Rocky, Vince Papali, and B. Dude, really? Okay, that's only three, and Rocky's fake. Yeah, so okay. that was what we pointed out. Was Maybe the, he's fake to you. Shout out to Bill Burr. That's kind of like the God conversation we had last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all perspective. That's yeah. what Kendrick Lamar said. Allen Iverson, Reggie White... Mike Schmidt, Joel Embiid. You're talking no about way. actually good. You're talking like about winning good, a dude. title. They love me in Philly. Chris <laughs> Long. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not about being actually good in Philly. Okay, well, we're talking, you're, t- you're doing the exercise of the four best players ever. Yeah. 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 Okay. Eric Snow. <laughs> Reggie's. Reggie, Reggie just doesn't get the folklore as much because the Packers kind of like took him Correct. away, and the Packers like the shots of him in New Orleans playing the Patriots in these old fucking weird uniforms. Yeah, the hump move, you know everything, yep. dude. Like that just didn't Philly. He was incredible, but people don't remember that D line nationally, anyways, and that sucks because they had Clyde Simmons, Jerome Golick, you know, uh, you know Reggie White. But yeah, to, to your point, I don't think I think Embiid's on there. I think he passes Iverson easily. Wow! I, I and as a Virginia, you're talking about it. You're talking about a title, man. I know. And by the way, did you see that whole thing about talking about practice? The actual context around that, like he he had lost one of his best friends, and we've taken that clip for like a long time and run with it. I thought mm-hmm. that was really interesting as a, as an aside. I just AI is. I'm a little partial because, you know, he's a Virginia guy. We have some mutual friends, and I just yeah. don't want to unseat him. I think AI would be there I, with Joel Embiid, and then we, we got room for, like, maybe football the, and then a hockey or... I, the rings the rings take the cake for me because I, yeah. I, I have Charles over Iverson. I know he didn't go to the finals, but you talk about legendary status. Like, Charles... <laughs> I mean, but he's another. Oh, yeah, he's got Chuck, that red Chuck when he was there. Yeah, Chuck. You know, and and Julius is. Yeah, Doctor J. Yeah, it's I mean, tough. Julius, I, I don't want to. I mean, he won a title. You know, um, so it's it's a. I don't listen. Here's the deal. I don't have any connections to the great city of Philadelphia, so I don't want to yeah, get people coming at me because yes. they do tend to get a little hostile. No, uh, they, they do don't. Have- hey, anybody listening, don't get hostile with Steve. As you do, like use reason and just kind of like. Have a have a spirited debate with him if you think he's wrong. Or I just I'm not putting anybody else on or off it on the record, but I'm saying like Joel Embiid in a fucking opera mask with with five yeah. injuries. Like, you know, this guy is incredible. He changes the whole game. If they can go on a run, and here we are, like, this is amazing. This is gonna become a bit. When they lose this series to the Heat, yeah, this is gonna the be the dumbest segment ever, yeah. dude. Yeah. But if they win the fucking title, dude, we're gonna come back to this segment and Something good's going to happen. Segment hey, of the year. Segment of the fucking year, dude. Like a forecast, like looking ahead. Looking ahead, dude. You like what s- we do. see the future in that match. Did you know we're actually the first uh, storm chasing uh, sports media podcast as of today? Did you know that? I didn't. Green light pod. Yeah. We're going to go storm wow. chasing. Yeah. So yeah. the weather, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. 
All right. Yeah, so Rangers manager Chris Woodward, after Gleyber Torres hit the walk-off home run, said that's an easy out in 99% of ballparks. He just happened to hit it in a little league ballpark. Did you see that, Steve? Yeah, I was watching it live. What the it, fuck is that, wrong with this guy, dude? What is did wrong? you see it? Though? Like, it's it's the Yankee Stadium homer, you know? Like, uh, but, and, then the, and then Stan hit one in the second game. That would have been out of everything, and the Yankees tweeted that would have been out of 99% right. of the parks or something. All right, your team complaining uh, manager, dude. Come on. This is – you had you – have, they have five. I had Reed looked this up. This is uh, next-level analytics. Oh. They have five lefties that were taking swings, taking hacks at Yankee Stadium. They all could have used that to their fucking, you know, just pull the ball. Yeah, buddy, just, just pull it, right? Just pull, just, pull it. just pull the ball, man. You're lefties. It's easier for you. This guy's complaining. This is peak baseball complaining. Um, okay. Chris Woodward. Yep. Little League Park. He, he even threw the wind in that, at the end. He was like, and the wind wasn't helping today. Dude, you just got done complaining for 35 seconds about a guy hitting a home run to beat you. And in the second game, you had a guy hit a 340-foot dinger that would he said 26 at 30 ballparks. 26 at 30 ballparks that ball would have gone out. The the game winner. 26 of hey. 30 ballparks, Steve. Hey, but you know what? Some people say you're only as good as your last game. After that first game of the doubleheader, Chris, he got his team ready, and they beat the Yankees in that second game. But nobody they re- overcame that home run. Steve, nobody remember, but they didn't overcome his whiny rant, dude. This whiny mm-hmm. rant is peak baseball whiny unwritten rules. But like, we put that in the unwritten rules. You can't hit a home run, oppo at Yankee Stadium to beat my team. Is that fuck me? Dude. What do you What do you hate more, baseball or hockey? Dude, in actuality, I love hockey. You know this. Uh, I know. I'm just kidding. No, I know. But to answer the question, Steve, I would say I hate baseball's unwritten rules more than hockey's hardo fans. Okay. Baseball's unwritten rules are stupid as fuck, and Mad Bum got karma for being a hardo on the unwritten rules for years the other night when he, he got his palm red. The irony of that is the biggest hardo in baseball got hardoed by a fucking mall cop umpire, dude. Happens. Releasing his chakras in, in, in the palm of it. <laughs> Just staring at him, dude. I can't believe Steve's team. Well, Steve brought up hockey. Un- you want to talk hockey? Oh, yeah. Let's talk hockey, dude. Let's talk about it. Pat Maroon, big goal last night. Pat Maroon is the reason, and I heard your guy Barry Melrose say this, that 17 times, uh, the last 17 times the Lightning lose a game, they come back and win the next game. So to me, I don't have to be a fucking expert in that sport to know that's leadership and that that's big rig. That's the big rig you know what that You know what that tells me? What? Those guys would be the best in the world at telling you how to get rid of a hangover. No because question. a hangover is like a bad loss, and I bet you they got the best remedies for it. Yeah, what hangover, dude? They they don't even feel them, dude. They're <laughs> genetically predisposed not to feel anything after drinking, I think. And That's a good point. And honestly, uh, a lot of these teams have been, uh, a lot of these, these series right now, are, are, they're all 2-2 pretty much. but Except for Colorado, yeah. Colorado, yeah. Um, hockey's a southern sport now. If you're, if you're noticing, all these teams, by the way, we went back and looked here. The last 10 years... The, the most northern team to win a Stanley Cup is the Chicago Blackhawks. There had Pretty been north. a... There had... There, not right, they, <laughs> we're working on a bit here, dude. 
They have a Canadian team. Give me the last Canadian team that won the Stanley Cup. Canadians, 93. Goddamn, he's good. He could stump the Schwab. That's an easy question, Chris. Come on. And our, uh, we didn't even get that right, and we were looking it up. We had Edmonton <laughs> we Oilers. Edmonton in like 89. 90. <laughs> <laughs> we play loose with the facts here, dude. Oh. But honestly, though, all these fucking teams down south are killing it. Yeah. They're, they're killing it, man. The Lightning, it's like not a hockey town. They're killing it. They, lo- they love it now. Like Pat Maroon and them, they're, they're legends. So I think hockey's a southern sport now. Hey, That's Steve, fine. when I uh, graduated college in the year 2008 uh-huh. and wanted to work at ESPN, they had, uh, they had somebody call me to give, a, give, a, give me a freaking trivia contest over the phone. Do they mm-hmm. still do that? It depends who you are. Well, I mean, not you. I also don't not think you. he's interviewing to work at ESPN every No, I know weekend. that. It's like, but it's like 8 a.m. And they, and they call up a college kid, and it's like, who won? Who's the last person won the Heisman back-to-back? Archie Griffin. <laughs> Ohio State. Well, actually, I what, could work at ESPN. It yeah. wasn't that. It was like, name the last nine Heisman Trophy winners. It was ridiculous. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to work there anymore. Is that really did, how it did went? Cri- yeah. Did you get interviewed to go on Get Up, Chris? No, I did once I got there. Fuck. Oh, okay. Boy, they interviewed the shit out of me. (laughs) Asked me a bunch of questions. Dark room, bright light. Holy shit, the lights were bright up there. Mm -hmm. And everything's a sound bite. Everything's a sound bite. Can't do it. Won't do it. I'm Mike Singletary with TV. Okay. (laughs) Just telling you, dude. Uh, I can't believe they they did that, dude. What else did you interview to do? Uh, I was an IT consultant for a government contractor. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know either. When? Yeah, 2010. For how long? A couple days. <laughs> 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 they uh, they fired you? No, I uh, you know that fight or flight? Yeah. I flighted. Yeah, you flighted. <laughs> yeah. That's good, dude. That's good. Okay. Crystal um, City, Arlington. Crystal City. I don't think they call it Crystal City anymore. Shout out to the Crystal City restaurant. I don't know anything about it. Shout out to uh, shout out to good guys in uh, Glover Park. You know they serve like fish at that Crystal City restaurant? <laughs> I have buddies that used to go to this strip club in, in outside D.C. called Crystal City Restaurant, and you could eat a meal there. My, I had a friend that liked the sashimi. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. There's no way I'm eating strip club sushi. No way. And you guys are both looking guilty as fuck by not commenting on this. Acting like you don't Next know what question. I'm talking about. Next looking question. Guilty. Next question. Steve, what'd you think of the Kentucky Derby? Hmm. Just brutal. Brutal? Brutal. Yeah. Who was your pony? The one that came in third? Zandon? Yeah, he looked like, and for a while, that that horse looked like it was going to win, didn't it? Man. Yeah, it's amazing how that works. And then, uh, I'll tell you, I've, you know, a lot of lives been made of the sport. We had a trainer suspended, and then the horse that wins tries eating the guide horse's rider's leg, like i never seen – I've been going horse racing my whole life. I ain't never seen that shit. Like, you're trying to tell me that horse is okay? Bath salts, and then, like, dude. 
you just see what I think. I mean, the aerial view of that race, like when they showed it back, oh, it's incredible. It's amazing. Incredible. But uh, we're going next year. You know, yep. Yeah. We just decided right now. It's great. You won't see another race that has 21 horses in it. Um, is it not that so, many usually? Correct. No. Yeah. I mean, everybody's just taking their shot at the money because they know how big the purse is here. So, I mean, you see, you heard all the interviews. The guy, you know, 30 seconds before the deadline is like, all right, yeah, we'll do it. Let's, let's, let's go for it. Yeah. And then, the, and then, you know, somebody said, you know, no matter how bad your day is going, think about the people that gave that horse away. That's pretty bad. Think about I being the I mean. horse. You think no matter how bad your day is, <laughs> you could be the horse, dude. That motherfucker has no idea he won the Kentucky Derby. Think about that. Yeah. No idea. He's just back in that fucking little wooden closet just eating some hay, for, dude. For two minutes. Guy was pulling. Oh, he's going to be getting the best hay there is. Guy was pulling his hair. Yeah, he's going to be getting Force that. Force-fed drugs he's gonna before get, the race. That, getting that fucking that red wedding hay because he was biting the other horses. They took him. Wait, do they poison him at Red Wedding or they just kill him? Didn't watch that show. Yeah. Yeah. You can get that Joffrey hay. You watch the show, Steve? No? No. Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones? You didn't watch Game of Thrones? No. What? Bran wins. (laughs) Motherfucker. Uh, Yeah. You, You don't have plans to watch Game of Thrones? No. Why not, dude? Brand wins. This, don't act like this doesn't happen every time Game of Thrones is brought up. Just be be honest. Like a lot, way, people are incredulous ma- when you say way this. too many characters going on. I I, got, I can't. And you no, like let's... horse races, dude? Yeah, I do. It's I I can't fucking tell who's who at all. That's how I feel with those teen those movies in the old times. Everybody looks the same. <laughs> Lincoln. Oh, oof, that was a slow movie. Oh, very slow, dude. I like yeah. Gangs in New York. Gangs in New York. Okay, you Price. might get me Richard to. Strike. You might get me to watch another Kentucky Derby, but F one, you got no preachers. shot, dude. I'm sorry. No, I love the Derby. I don't, but uh, Preakness. I've been to Preakness. I don't like it when they have to kill the horse when the horse falls. Yeah, and they, give him that, they give him that Joffrey. Who does? Hey, dude. Who does? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, that settles it. Who does? No, it's oh, funny. Santa Anita. I don't know what they're doing down there. I'm still trying to find somebody that had the horse. Like Steve, Bennett and ta- one. Ta- I don't know anybody. Nobody. No one. The craziest thing that um, Joe Pompliano tweeted was something to the effect of, I don't know, do the math, but it cost 30 k to buy that horse. Uh, and they won a million eight. Yeah. If you had put down 30 k you yeah. would have won 2.4. Insane, dude. Yeah. So yeah, but nobody's doing that. But nobody's doing point. that. Nobody's doing that. Mattress Mac was on something else. By the way, the, the funniest shit um, was, well, it's not funny. The outfits are amazing. Steve, have you been? Yeah. And what'd you yeah. wear? I wore a pink suit on Friday for the Oaks, and then I went uh, American flag suit for the Derby. What are I'll the, send you pictures what's, after. What's the Oaks? The Oaks is an all-female race on Friday. Friday at the Derby is Phillies. actually better. Is better than than Saturday to me. Mm-hmm. I, I had so much better of a time on Friday. Uh, less people. The key there, and, and you know this, going to an event like at the Derby at Churchill. The higher you go up, that's the that's the higher higher of society, right? You know the infield. You don't you don't mess with the infield, but like you, that's why you see all the superstars in their best suits because they're not even near. Any of the mud They're not or GP. anything. No. No, they get they get dropped off and they go to the top floor of the elevator. 
those twin spires are like they're at the top where Brady is and all those guys. That's 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 high living up there. Oh, they uh, really so are twin spires. Yeah, it's luxury boxes underneath there. Yeah. Oh yeah, look at them. Two cool. little yeah, spires. two little towers. Yeah, that's where Brady they're is massive. up in that tower. They're up. In oh that, yeah. What are they doing up in those towers? Hey. Sorry, drinking for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, at Preakness, there was one year I was there, Steve. And people decided that it was fun to throw full Coors Lights into the air, just indiscriminately in every direction for 20 mm-hmm. minutes at the end of the Preakness. Uh, it was one of the most dangerous things I've ever been a part yeah. of. I didn't yeah. throw any, but that, yeah, it sounds way different than Derby. I'd really like to go. So um, what happens when they shut the, the horse race down? Do the parties after, are they like on location or do people go to bars well, around there? Question. Well, here's, I'll tell you what, those people that I were talking about where they were in the highest level of the, yeah. of the concourses, they're going right to the airport again on their jets and leaving. Right. Like they did a great job this year showing Louisville airport and they just showed the runway of all the private jets there. It's insane. But uh, yeah, I, I hung around. I love Louisville. Good town. Oh yeah. All right. So a little bit of f- foosball here, Steve. Uh, we, we've mm-hmm. got this really cool uh, segment. We're, we're looking ahead. I'm all burnt out on the draft this year. I mean, enough already. Next year's draft is where it's at. And I want to do this this segment that we've been doing. What's it called? Oh, uh, overranked, underranked, or, or properly, properly ranked. ranked. And uh, wondering if you <laughs> wondering if you wanted wondering if you wanted to do that with Bryce Young uh, and and uh, and the Stroud kid. Yeah. They are at the top of the, what McShay's most clicked on thing is the draft look ahead the next year, which I still don't understand because all people want to know is what's next. It's really hard because you don't even know the draft order, but then he has to do it. Um, it's phenomenal for him to yeah. talk to talk yeah. about. He, he's not a fan of it. That's, but it is the most shit. Cl- That's really, annoying. Oh, it's, it's brutal. And he has to do it like the Monday after the draft. So obviously with this year lacking the quarterbacks, everybody wants to talk about next year's draft yeah. to see what their NFL team could get as far as quarterback position goes. And obviously you mentioned it, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. I will say this after seeing both in person this year, I was blown away at the lack of size of Bryce Young. I mean, it's I'm on a national champ. I'm at the national championship. It's Stetson Bennett on one side of the field and you know, Georgia's going through their pregame routine. And, I mean, we saw the Georgia D linemen, uh, you know, between Trayvon and Jordan yeah. and all those. I mean, they are Greek gods of sculptures of, of athletes yeah. when you look at their bodies and how they're built. And then, like, literally Stetson Bennett would walk into the huddle uh, and disappear. And same thing down the other end um, with Bryce Young. I, he's listed at six feet. There's no way. There's no way. No way he's six foot to me. No way. So I think Stroud's going to measure out better. I understand the idea of the Ohio State quarterback and coming out and, and, and lacking success at the pro level, that it, and it hasn't been great, uh, taking Burrow out of there because I still think he's an LSU guy, Yeah. Um, even though he started at Ohio State. Oh, no, yeah, there's and no then, way. Yeah. Do people try to claim that, Ohio State people? Oh, yeah, because he's from Ohio, so. But no. no, but it doesn't, no. No, 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 no. Um, so it's, it's going to be really interesting. And I just think you saw this year where we didn't have the elite quarterbacks 
in the in the you know say in the college football playoff. Right. You had Ritter, but he you know then it comes out he has a guy Pierce who was highly thought of. The Colts draft him, uh, so it's about Bryce Young. I think having a great matchup uh, with his wide receivers against the majority of defensive backs he's going to play against. Same thing with Stetson Bennett. You saw that you know uh, Pickens get drafted. Right. So the idea of those guys when I look at Ohio State, I mean look at C.J. Stroud. He had best receiving core in the country. Right. Uh, you know they you know they don't even have two of their best guys playing the Rose Bowl. They set all kind of records. And Jigba, you know, becomes the name going into next year. If we're going to talk, keep talking about edge rushers, if I look towards next year, I still think Will Anderson's the best player in college football. You did a great job, you know, going into this draft, talking about what D linemen have to work on certain things, you know, Thibodeau with his hands and all that stuff. Will Anderson, you want to talk about game ready and pro ready? He'd have been one. You were right about that. No, The more I got to watch him and the other guys, even more so, totally see where you're coming from. Now, a lot can yeah, happen, and, as we know, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, he um, got dinged up, too, earlier in this year. Yeah. Strained his knee. You yeah. saw that against Florida. But, I yeah. mean, he's still out there, you know, wrong-arming, you know, pullers on on counters and all that stuff. Like, you want a football player, that's the guy, and that's where the draft the next year starts for me. Here's why I'm picking him. There's no fucking way anybody else looks cool in that number. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he makes it look yeah. really cool. And nobody's mm-hmm. talking about how random. Now I'm sure there's some real meaning behind why he has 31, but that is not a fucking hey, your stud no. edge guy is wearing 31. He's automatically going to gain 15 Madden points by throwing on a 90s number. What is Brian Hartline doing? Is it the Jimmys and the Joes, or does he have some magic sauce there in Columbus? Well, they've done a great job of going to Texas. I think I think like the last six years. They've gotten the number one receiver out of Texas, and that player has become all everything. Uh, Hartline is an incredible recruiter. You talk to guys within that program. You talk about how much better the guys get when he gets them there in Columbus. Um, you know, I, I think Ryan Day is the best play caller in the sport, and you see that because he gets to the ball to the guys that are supposed to have the ball in their hands no matter what the circumstance, down and distance scheme they're going against. It always seems to work out. Uh, you know, and obviously their defense hasn't held up in the big games uh, more recently, and that's where they've they've run into some problems. But I mean, Heartline Day, the quarterback receiver uh, idea, that program is is a, is at the top of the at the top of the list for me. So you talked about those two quarterbacks, including C.J. Stroud. Give me number three in the country next year. Oh, Charlottesville, Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh yeah, yeah, no, uh. You know who you guys should have on is David Hale. He covers the ACC for ESPN. Yeah. And I actually meant to send him a message because he had his ACC quarterback tiers he put out after spring ball, and he didn't have your guy in the top tier. Well, that sounds like a guy from- we shouldn't have on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you got to ask him why. Like, I, I, I can do that online. That <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he skipped the red rifle. I'll yeah, play pick. Put him in the – in a loss, exactly. albeit in a loss, outplayed Pickett this year. He's yeah. great. Brennan yeah. Armstrong he is, is great, great, but he's probably not. I couldn't good. when we met he's him. He's the third uh, best quarterback in the country next year. You, well, there's a kid at Kentucky. There's a kid at Florida. I, I don't know. I, I, really, I don't know. I'm I'm asking. You guys well, are the experts. I think he could here. vie for three. Yeah. Yeah. Two, the NC State guy and the Miami guy are going to be very, very Van uh, sought after. Is Van, Van Dyke, Dyke the Miami, Miami guy? Yeah. Yeah, and then Doran said at the draft, he has the best quarterback in college football. I've seen that guy. 
Compared to Brendan Armstrong? Yeah, no, 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 right. Hey, Michael Mayer, how high are you taking him in, in 23? Three. <laughs> Pretty high. He's <laughs> taking Michael Mayer Pretty three, high. dude. Okay. All right, Steve, let's look ahead then to Pro Ball next year. We've got one of my favorite things, the, the win totals coming out soon. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they're out in some places. Uh, they'll be out at, at WinBet soon enough, according to our friends Alan Berg and Motoy Pearson, uh, our guys. Big Mo. Shout out Big Mo, your dude. Mo's the man. We Mo's were, the man. We were at the Tower Suites bar with him uh, about, a, it feels like 30 years ago, but it was a week ago. Uh, shout out to Mo, but we have the the win totals here, Steve. What do you yep. th- what do you think about these these numbers you're seeing? They're floating around different places. I've zoned in on the AFC South, uh, just because I just think that's the when you look top to bottom, I think it's the hardest to separate. Even though we have two bottom teams, because when you look at Tennessee, they have Tennessee and Indianapolis at nine and a half. Then you go down, Jacksonville's at six, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about because of the Doug Peterson effect. Yeah. Uh, I I think when I go back and I look at the Eagles and what he did with Wentz, I remember going, I remember the first game they played the Browns and I wanted to see Wentz and I couldn't get over. Now he had right hand Peterson there. Yeah. I couldn't get over on how well they designed their pass pros and how Wentz was so comfortable as a rookie in his first start. And I think about, I mean, that's why I I wanted to ask you, Chris, when you, you know, when you got a young quarterback on the ropes and Lawrence was, I mean, he went to Jacksonville, they beat Houston week one and, and then the urban thing kicks in and we never talked about it. We never, I mean, I I feel like he was the least talked about number one pick uh, in, in recent memory. Yeah. And it was just, I, I, especially relative to the lore that he kind of carried coming in. Correct. And everything was just, oh, that's because they had Urban. And they're trying to get through, you know, moving on past Urban. But now, you know, I I just think it's a great move to bring in Peterson because he's a guy that's going to take care of his quarterback. Now, they don't have great offensive line talent, but there's still things Doug Peterson could do to help him progress. And I think the number one thing is confidence. And how do you get that? When I realize I'm going to have four or five seconds to throw the football in a league. And you look at what they did in the draft. They go out and get defense. I think it was five of their seven picks. Right. Uh, they get Christian Kirk, who's a, diff- a different make, a difference maker uh, for for Lawrence. So I, I just feel like there's Christian teams Kirk like that. Is one of the biggest difference makers in the history of football, dude. Already, he has made <laughs> the biggest difference of any player in the history of the game, dude. Oh yeah, you're talking about the wallet. I'm sure. Yeah, assuming. everybody, all the fucking uh, other coaches and GMs now have to deal with this guy wants a contract four years early. I'm yeah. out, dude. Uh, Christian Kirk got 18. That number's currently at six. That, I'm six. taking. I'm taking the slight under. We talked about this the other day. I got. Okay. Him, I got him like maybe five, six wins. But th- this, I'm not being dismissive. I think Trevor plays better because of what you're talking about. But there's so that, much work to do for them. And correct. You know, they're also piecing together a team with a bunch of free agents. So, mm-hmm. you know, people learn to play with each other. Yeah, Doug's awesome. I love Doug. But I would go slightly under. And then I have two words for you. Davis Mills, man. Mm-hmm. Like, Davis, did Davis Mills die, Steve? Because last time I checked, he's he's up in Houston. He's in that division. Yeah. That's two L's a year, you know? 
That's two L's a year right there, and you need those W's to get to six, six and a half. If you're the Jags, you can't count on it in Houston. Can't spell Mills without two L's. Exactly. You cannot. You cannot. That's a good one. Not as, not as good as Tulane expanding, though. We got Golik so good. He was just left him slack jawed. He Uh, was just sitting there like, yeah, you got him. But then in that division, Chris, you look at the top with Tennessee and the Colts. Yeah. Like the Colts are going to do this again, a plug in and play quarterback. Tennessee just says, all right, AJ, see you later. That price tag's too high. They're scrappy. They don't care. Traylon Burks. Yeah. I mean, they go right out and get a difference maker there. Yeah. In the last year, right? Of his contract. Yep. Yep. And, he, he wants to know, get paid one more time and he wants to say, you know, hey, I was I don't have to mentor these motherfuckers. He wants to say that. Yep. He's also got to play better in the biggest game of the year, too. I know, but he talked about that to his credit. You know, like he yeah. talked about that. I'm no, actually I'm a fan of his and I don't think and I don't no. think that was that big a deal, that thing with Malik. I think he's probably a good vet. I think he's probably being a good vet. Um we talked about that last week. I don't want to get there ad nauseum, but look at uh the Steelers. Seven and a half is what I'm seeing right now on Action Network. Um, Mm -hmm. So this to me, on the surface, you're like, fuck, that feels high. I mean, they they barely gotten here. And last year, what they end up with? Nine, seven, and one. Um, Yeah, they got, I mean, they got in. They've struggled, right? And you're like Mitchell Trubisky or, you know, who who, Kenny Pickett. Like, what's it going to be? I say take the over because I heard this stat today. The Steelers don't even leave the Eastern time zone this year. They travel Mm. less than like any team I've ever seen. Pittsburgh travels just 6,400 miles this season and never leaves the Eastern time zone. They're the only team not to cross the time zone this season. Seattle, on the other hand, will travel 29,400 miles across 34 time zones this year, both most in the NFL. Thanks for playing in Germany. Uh, (laughs) Seattle! Five and a half is the Seattle is basically Japan, dude, and they're going to Germany. <laughs> like when I'm in when I'm in Washington, I'm so far west, dude. I just feel like you know I might as well be on the other side of the Pacific Ocean. They have to go to Germany, so take the the Seahawks and bet on a house fire, and then take the the Steelers and buy the dip. A little travel tip there, presented by. So you take- insert airline here we're fucking we're ready for you i remember there was a year the eagles didn't leave like uh they didn't have to take a plane ride longer than an hour last year for through eight ten weeks last year they ended the season it was was like six weeks in a row that makes a big difference so the division though they have patriots raiders colts eagles not easy out of division out of division i think the patriots i don't what's the patriots number i might actually take the under because our friend Alan Berg said that they'll probably be lower at the win than anywhere else. And I believe Alan Berg, eight and a half. It's down there for a reason. We don't have the dead set schedule. Obviously it comes out, you know, this week, you think the dolphins win more games than the Patriots. I don't know, man. And this is explosive for me for many reasons. I think the Dolphins. I, sorry, I think the Dolphins sorry. are going to be a better team than the Patriots, but I do, I still worry yeah. about the quarterback. I do. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. And Mac Jones, he's prime for a sophomore slump. Yeah, I think the Bills just fucking the Bills just they're going to be like the division is uh, is is that horse the other day. They're that little ass jockey. They're just they're running that thing, man. They're they're just 
bully ball the rest of the division. They're they're not ready for the Jets will be better. What's the the Jets number five and a half? Take the over. Mm. Okay. Zach Wilson's going to be better. Buy the dip there. What's the what's the Bears number? Six and a half. Buy that dip. Take the Bears. I love Justin. That's about all I know about the Bears. <laughs> Robert Quinn plays there. He's got 31 sacks last year. He's 56 years old. By the dip. Anybody else stand out to you, Steve? Oh, I felt like, you know, when I was coming on week after week last year, when the Colts got it rolling, it was like, I mean, they went up to Buffalo and just gave it to them. That game, and it's like, they could beat anybody. And then Wentz plays his worst game of the year in a game at Jacksonville. Yeah. And now they plug in another veteran QB. Is Matt Ryan an upgrade or or, or a, a, a you know a, a maintaining of a, a level of quarterback play? It's an upgrade. I think it's better, and I love what they did in their draft. So I look at the roster and that division. I think the Colts are the best team uh, to me. No, the Colts are going to be. Listen, I'm looking at this number. If it's nine and a half, where you can get it, take the over. Yeah, I don't know what it, what it was last year. It was probably in this range. And you're telling me they're not going to be better. Yeah, I, I believe it was ten and a half last year. Your guy in Gakwe, Terp. Uh, yes, he's he's going to make them better up front defensively. And they uh, got uh, they got Woods yep. from Virginia. Yep, right. yep, which is going to be game changer, the steal of the draft. Number Did he get his number yet for the Colts? I want to know what number he's wearing. It's not number zero. I know. Yeah, so that's a good look at somebody. I'm look, looking up at the top. You know, obviously the Bucks and the Bills are going to be up there. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs, yeah. the Rams are up there. The Cowboys are up there. Uh, I hate to say this. I always, I always start with season win totals. Always start at the bottom. You like start starting at the bottom. It's easier to pluck. Yeah, yeah. Texans, give us. T- I mean, two. Me th- I just gave one you one under. One under. One under. Let me give. Let me give you an under. I already gave you an under. Maybe the Patriots. Um, and then I want matchups. I want Texans win more games than the Seahawks. Sure, I book that Davis Mills, dude. I believe no. in Davis Mills. I don't. Sorry, sorry, Cowboy Reed. I know formerly of God's team, but Drew Locke, He's. I, I believe in Davis Mills. I'll take. I'll give you an under. I'm not going to say the Vikings. Yeah, it's a sweat fest every time. Uh, man, I like everyone. Yep, that's the problem with this. Exercise. Uh, the Niners. The Niners. You know, I'd look. I'd look at the Broncos under. You know, don't don't just because you plug Russell Wilson in there doesn't mean things are going to change. Read like that. No offense. I think it's going to be a lot better. They're going to be good. They're going to be scary. But Russell is sending uh, tape of himself throwing to uh, the Broncos wide receivers to Peyton Manning to get feedback. So you got to count Russell Wilson and Peyton Manning. That's a that really good point, room. dude. And you can't discount that. Peyton's not watching it though, because he's getting ready for the Masters and the Manning Cup. Yeah, he's fucking. He's thinking about how he can become even more dominant. I mean, like that guy is just dominating life. Peyton Manning, yeah, one of the biggest life dominators ever. All right, so uh, I think you're. I think you're up there. I think you dominate life. I'm not dominating life, dude. This is the tip of the iceberg here. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I run out of gas all the time. Stuff like that. How 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 dry was your mouth uh, on that flight home from Vegas? The the ride home from Vegas was fine, dude. I feel like at this age, when you leave Vegas, it's the it's your favorite part of Vegas in some ways. It's like as long as you got out of there alive, and you didn't incur too many costs, your dignity's intact. 
I mean, that was mm-hmm. a good ride home. We were happy to be home. Right? We were right. happy to be home. Well, make yeah, looking for a ride. <laughs> make, make hey, hey, Chris Woodward's boys are being no hit through seven in uh in that little league park, <laughs> by the way. Oh. Presently. Steve. Is there anything, yes. uh, any hot takes you got that you want to just fire our way? Like, you want to make us famous today for anything? Any hot sports takes coming off the weekend before we let you go pick up your kids at carpool? Amazing dad. We're on to Father's Day. We are. What do you want for Father's Day? I don't have, you guys don't have that much time. I want one of those days that where they leave us alone, like they, like they <laughs> implied that we should do yesterday. Stanford Steve, appreciate you. It was too, it was it'd been too long. I know you, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> well, I feel like I got suspended after uh, I haven't been on since I came to the Duke Virginia game. Oh, and, uh, hold on a second, dude. Hey, buddy, after sorry that, about that I mean, loss. Sorry about sorry about the it. fact that F one guy didn't know who the fuck Paolo Bancaro was. I know you were incensed. That's not Patrick Mahomes. That's one of the best. Fucking what do they call stretch fours in the That's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. unacceptable. Hey, <laughs> Steve, what the fuck? You came to the Virginia game, you were giving us high fives, Insanity. and you're a huge Duke fan? Insanity, dude. The guy was I, an undercover police officer handling cocaine in, in a this, fucking bra and underwear. Like he was this totally impo- he's a total imposter. Macon, we sat down in the suite at the Notre Dame game and went through the whole thing. Bro, did you not go through the remember thing, me at the Notre Dame yeah, game? Yeah, he was shit-faced, but I don't know yes. what my excuse was. <laughs> I, I apologize for that. You didn't I had tell, a great fi- time with you, but I don't remember What's talking my excuse? about it, your Duke I fandom. I wasn't hammered. You're, you're, you don't really listen that well. Yeah, I don't. I was really, we had a great, great conversation, but I don't remember it. I certainly, I would have remembered something like you being a Duke fan. You saying ask anybody. Killer. I haven't found many people saying, yeah, Stanford Steve's a, a Duke homer. Bro, they got to put like, you in a, like, like there's a, there's a sex offender website and there's a Duke fan, a closet Duke fan website. They got to put uh, people, in your, people in Why your neighborhood. Why would come to Charlottesville to see Duke? Whoa, that, to see us. We won a that, national title in 2019. That? Yeah. But us. We like when, oh yeah. Me and you, his fucking friends. Right. That was mean, what you just said. Yeah, he didn't even mean, but he didn't even mean to make it mean. That's how he feels. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Remember he came down and acted happy as fuck to see us? He said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, he did. He just came down to see Paolo. Paolo Mahomes. That was his worst game of the year, too. So, like, whatever. But what I don't get is when when Kihei Clark's making like five threes in the first half. You really were high fiving. Like, was what was that? Yeah, like, he was just he was acting like I'm caught Virginia. up. Caught up in the moment. I bet Virginia. That's like co- that's like hand, him just handling the cocaine, dude. Yeah. Yeah. How do we feel about Virginia being a nine seed in the Lax tournament? So well, they're not seeded. They are they are playing the eight, the Brown Bears. Yeah, uh, it's a ridiculous draw. Notre Dame it's should be so in there. Uh, Duke should probably be in there. Yeah, six Ivies. Oh, guys, I want to take a, a second to talk about the women's team. Yeah. All the, the gals on the women's team were at my house last night because Meg hosted them to watch the selection uh, show for that. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm about to post this picture. It's of, it's of Big Tony, the Bulldog, just getting absolutely handled over there. I mean, like nice. 30 girls just going nuts for Big Tony and finding out 
uh, where they play. Uh, I think uh, they're in the same bracket as USC. That's all I got. Yeah, they got USC, and then winner plays top-seeded UNC. Who's in the tourney for the 26th straight year? But that's did you did you watch that selection show for the men's bracket? Yeah. The Donna, I, I forget Donna's last name. Donna, not too compelling a case for uh, why teams were left out, why teams made it, where teams were uh, put into the draw. Very weird draw. Might be a Mickey Mouse tournament on our hands. All right. Well, but I know those Terps. Those Terps don't want to see Virginia, and and that's unfair for them to see a team like Virginia. And he you know, crazy. He, he shouldn't team. talk. Well, how's Duke's lacrosse team, dude? That's really what the question is. <laughs> didn't make it. They didn't make yeah, it. That's his yeah. favorite team. Because yeah. all right, make it. He's probably a Virginia lacrosse uh, fan. Yeah, did, probably. Did Waylon get any of the girls to play Mario Kart? No, we we had to lie to Waylon and Luke and tell them the party got canceled due to rain <laughs> because they wouldn't go to sleep. They wanted to meet all the girls. <laughs> You know, um, all right, oh. Steve. Yeah, it was a pleasure, man. Even though you fucking you cut our hearts out with that whole trip, you know. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. Come just on. after the game, when we when we talked about it all, I guess that that night did end pretty quickly after you told us. And I just want to say that I harbor no no ill will, no hard feelings. I still love you, and and I you remember um, Braveheart. Yeah. Remember when Never the guy fucked over William Wallace? He fucked over Mel Gibson, and the moment he realized he fucked him over, yeah. unite the clans. That guy, that's Steve, dude. Yeah, that's Steve, Mister Unite the Clans, dude. Okay, you don't know the reference, so but good? people at home do. No, bad, bad. Fucked bad. over William Wallace. All William Wallace was trying to do was save Scotland. Do you want to come back <laughs> another time and see your friends and root for UVA? We'll get a. Will you come down here if Notre Dame or Duke isn't in town ever? What's well, it is you. You were the first one to tell me that the twenty-two football home schedule is not great at all. I didn't say that. Uh, no, no making it. I know. I just want to make sure people at home. A lot of wins, though. So that's a lot of dubs. Yeah, there's Tony yeah. Elliott's in the house. Yeah. Hey, Steve. See you soon. Okay. I love you guys. We love, love you. We love, love you, you, bro. We love, love the you, shit man. out of you, even yep. if you're a backstabbing, fucking terp. We give him a pass for being a turf, and then he's underneath the turf. He's like the guy at the fucking committing to different schools, dude, as an adult. Grow up, Steve. Yeah. Fuck. Guy's first name's Stanford, for Christ's sake. (laughs) Stanford! (laughs) (laughs) Big Notre Dame and Duke fan. Terps fan, too, probably. Yeah. All right. See you, Steve. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Taking a beating. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, New York, Michigan, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I got great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, 200 big ones. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. So, Kyle. Kyle Long's here, by the way. Kyle? I'm going to ask you some questions about F1. I don't have I don't have many answers. No, honestly, you're like a fan. You race the cars. I'm a new fan, and I play the video game. So I'm a fan, and like a, I play Madden. I'm a football fan. But so. it's a simulator. Mm. The F1 game is like a game. Sound. I racing is a simulator. Could you die? Could. <sighs> 
That's a great question. You know, a lot of these cardiac events. Yeah, but I'm talking about like uh, you could die in your simulator. So it's kind of like the real forget thing. to eat, enjoy yourself so much, be so immersed. I think you could. I could totally see you uh, getting 127 hours without being stuck in a boulder. Yeah, Macon was asked you some pretty interesting shit that I was ruining sifting through the mailbag questions. You know, I haven't seen the whatever the hell documentary that everybody talks about. I don't even know if it's a documentary or not. So I was asking about what it was, and what I, I said I thought it was was the four big tires that are like as tall as where you're sitting in the in the little car. And uh, Kyle says, that's right, it's it's open wheel racing. There's no cover over the wheel like in your Toyota Camry in the NASCAR race. Like a fen- There's no fender flares. I guess. I don't know the proper way to say it. Kyle, but open, you don't have to, you don't have to couch wheel, okay, so You're open, an expert compared to Open us. wheel, Formula, Formula One, IndyCar, Ooh. things where you could, like, if you could uh, touch your wheel on, on the your tire on the wall like usually you touch your car on the wall right, but right. like it would be your tires to hit yeah that's open wheel and that's that's fast dangerous uh, a lot of aerodynamics why do you think everybody likes it so much all of a sudden f1 yeah because don't you feel like it's been the last two years that i think f1 acting, has done acting like that i know kyle actually likes it there are a lot of people out there i think maybe act Good like they're liking f1. marketing well yeah. i think they do and it's it's hard not to if you see a little bit of the netflix stuff because it's got everything that you see in the major TV shows. Right. Big money. Right. Good looking folks. Right. Fast cars, shiny objects. They're in Monte Carlo. They're in Spain. They're in, you know. Bunch of Ashley Schaefer's. They're in amazing places all over the world. Yeah. Bright lights. Um, You're talking Drive to Survive? Yeah, Drive to Survive is the Netflix documentary. It's got four seasons, I think. Uh, okay. And they just confirmed a fifth and a sixth. I guess yeah. I'll, I'll check that out. Chris, I'm, it's I'm awesome. Chris and one. everybody like, out there, go check out Drive dude, to Survive. listen, before we went to that NASCAR it's race. It's a casual thing. I, I was like... Uh, you know, I'm not saying I follow and know who won Darlington and all that shit, although mm-hmm. it was the guy on Dale Jr.'s team driving the mayonnaise car. What the fuck? Only time I've ever rooted for mayonnaise because of a friend of the program. Uh, but fucking NASCAR, it took going to get it. Like, really get it. Like, I've always, eh, but I get it. I want to go to more races. Maybe it's I got to go to F1 race and really, like, feel it because... Uh, I'm at least intrigued with the courses being in cities and the way they like kind of custom Sim City. You know, we used to play Sim City. Like they're basically playing Sim City with racetracks. It's kind of cool. Certain places, certain tracks that you go to, like the one we just saw, the Miami International Autodrome. I love the name Autodrome, by the way. Autodrome. Um, Autodrome. D R O M E. I'm not really sure Scrabble what it means. Word there. But it's a very international Autodrome. word that you hear all the time yeah. in racing. Uh, no one knows tra- a track means, like that is built around the Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah. Is it supposed a to track, be a Gator? A, a track in Vegas. Does that look like a Gator? It does look like a Gator. What track in Vegas? That is. There's Where is a, that? Is that Miami? Yeah, cool. that's, that's Miami. Oh, shit, dude. That's did Autodrome. You, did you you read it? That the Florida no, Gators. Swear to God. That's incredible if I you just right realize that. But Chris, each track is unique. It looks like a fucking Gator. Okay, my bad. No, no, but it's like they're trying to tell us something. I mean, it would make sense. But mm. let me read more as as yeah. as, as Kyle, Kyle the Autodrome speaks. looks like a gator. Saw that in the the state of the gators. Saw that. You guys definitely should watch Drive to Survive though. It's really good. Like I knew nothing about Formula it One, is. and then it got me really invested in like the teams and built up my knowledge. Now be real. Some people are gonna tweet at me and say I really do fucking follow this shit. And I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying there are some people lately that I feel like all of a sudden started tweeting about. 
F1 like it's crazy. trendy. It's, it's trendy. Because, it's because of Netflix. It's like, trendy. People Is follow Netflix? trends. Yeah. The trend was to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which you were probably out like trail hiking or something. I don't know what I was out. doing, but I missed it. You, you missed the boat yeah. on, but it's not too late. And the great thing is you can binge it very quickly. Oh, I better be. It's, and, a, it's a documentary about fast cars. And you it will be, feel you, you will slow. feel a lot more overqualified to speak on it than you probably are. Like I am. Right. Exactly. Like I feel like I'm more overqualified than I am. Here's my big problem with that sport, that lagoon. Fake water. Fake water. Kyle, I, th this was the sports coming Kyle? out party. You know, like on my timeline, all of a sudden everybody's like really into it. They they did an entire sports center piece on this thing. And, uh, you know, I don't normally notice them like doing, uh, maybe they do, like they'll show you what happens at Monaco and stuff. But th th it was longer this time because they're trying to sell the sport in America, right? So like there's an intentionality about what they're doing, right? So a lot of it is like who's there, and kind of the the you know hey we, we got this yacht club but if you're gonna do the there, harbor what does it look like yeah. the harbor was supposed to look so fucking cool dude i ordered real water in my sim city <laughs> f1 autodrome dude well i mean you can't it was cardboard you can't make dude. it monte carlo because monte carlo monaco has been there forever they they but they have so much money you you couldn't tell me they could have had they some need real to either water. take the water out and put real water in there, or just put more. Seats you know what in I'm there. talking about, right? I, I know. Fake ass I know water. exactly what you're talking. There's like three yachts in that there, shit like mini me, yachts. Dude. They cut into the the water like cardboard to dock the yachts. You were irked. I was irked, bro. It drew ire. And people were wondering. People saw it during the practice early in the week, like, and they were wondering, are they going to fill this water up? And they never did. They just kind of like spray painted it, like dude. I was like, blue. I was like, Marty, Marty Smith's about to walk. I was like, Marty, don't you're going to fall <laughs> in the water? It's fake water, dude. He walked across the water like Jesus, dude. His Jesus hair gel Christ. Intact. Jesus Christ. We're big theology pod. It's this a sports good. media theology and storm chasing podcast. But Chris, to get back to your original question, I think that people like shiny objects, people like rich folks, Debo people like podcast. sexy things, and it has all that. If yeah. you watch Drive to Survive, it's got it all in, yeah, I'm in. spades. I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of You see everybody from the team principal, the owner, the, the, the people that come in on a helicopter right before the yeah. race to watch and sit in the suite, you see them, you see people their morning, you see Verstappen's morning, like, it's incredible. Yeah. Verstappen, did he win? Verstappen won yesterday. What do people think about him? Going away. Verstappen. People think that he complains a lot. That's probably what people that don't like him would lead with. He likes to bitch a lot, but that's yeah, because but he's, what F1 driver he's such he's such a fighter pilot. Like his dad was a race car driver. His dad's in the paddock, like hanging out with the team principal and him before the race. Like he's heavily involved. But Max is wildly skilled and he's extremely confident. He breaks later than people. So like he right. he does highlight real shit. Like yeah. people love him. He brings the car to the edge and he can save it if he loses it yeah yeah like people love max verstappen he's like that guy that uh was my side driver you like ricky stenhouse ricky he's stenhouse. nothing like ricky stenhouse he's just like ricky stenhouse <laughs> he just sounds like ricky stenhouse to me yeah all the fans love him he, he breaks late mm, yeah mm, you got, got something against ricky he's stenhouse? got a little kyle bush to him he's got a little kyle bush to him he's um, very talented no but it's uh, i'll get into it i'll get into it f1 races had to be lit in the 80s bro Oh Gold my god. Chains, bro, check out this documentary called Senna. Cocaine. 
ton of blow. No cell phones. Side pieces. It was like the most popular sport There's in Brazil. There's three and a half and miles of racetrack. Oh my god. It, you're telling me F1 was there, that was going on somewhere. Where? It was super fucking F1 popular in Brazil. F1 in Brazil in the 80s. Yeah, oh check, my god. Check out Anton It's a movie about F1 in Brazil in the 80s. It's called Autodromo yesterday, dude. Uh, Jose Carlos Pace. Yesterday. And that's Interlagos. That's the Brazilian Grand Prix. That's where Ayrton Senna Cast was, Reed's was kind of like molded into the champion that he's known as today. It's my favorite track on iRacing, Interlagos. Interlagos. Kyle raced it last night. Not last night. Not that hard. It's incredible. Cast reads. But Chris, you have three and a half miles to play side pieces or Back family members. If you have 20 kids, you can put them anywhere in the yeah. stands. Yeah, yeah. No cameras. I'm in, dude. I'm in. Everything you're doing, I'm in. All right. Wait till your kid's bipedal. You're not going to be able to do so much of this shit. That's the thing. You think you you're mm. all these big plans you got for life, dude. I hear you. Everything's on the simulator, Chris. Plans, huh? Everything's on the simulator. The baby just, can hey, be strapped dude, to me. In that, an F1 hey, I'm going to have a whole uh, autodrome, a virtual autodrome in my basement that I'm never going to be able to use because my kid learned to walk. The names. That's of how F- it, I'm just <laughs> telling you, dude. Chris, hey, hey, <laughs> I would, Chris, I would He's argue got all these video games. I'm just telling you. I would argue that Formula One tracks or racing tracks in general yeah. in Europe probably have the have the coolest names of any sports venue. So if you looked at like the Staples Center, like names from any sports, I think the coolest names come from racetracks. Kyle, what about the Crypto.com Center? I'm just saying. And first, sponsors too. Sponsors, F1 has the best. First question comes from your new kid. Hey, Dad, will you be available for the next four hours? <laughs> no, I'm going to be doing a, a virtual race. NASCAR, no, the less popular, but also... Uh, expensive sport. It costs ten thousand dollars. They were just if you're trying to sell a sport to people, Sports Center spent an entire thirty minutes like talking about how priced out all the fans are. Like they were laughing about it. They're like, you have to eat caviar to get in this motherfucker. The teams are priced out too. It's like not super competitive. You gotta the suck off a sushi the chef teams. to walk into the <laughs> VIP. <laughs> no, you, the sushi chef su- sucks you off. Say that five times fast. Because you're fucking rich, dude. Sushi chef, show, sushi chef, sushi Read, start reading the questions. Yeah, questions help. Mailbag. Questions. Stosh bangs twenty eight. Well, how bad was the spit cup, bruh? Not that bad, bruh. Bruh, not that bad. Partial dip spit. You know, we've been on TMZ now about this, which just goes to show you. Hey, what do you do for a living, Former Chris? Former NFL a, star. Yeah, which I was like, oh, I'm a star now. I'll take it if I got to drink dip spit to become a star. I guess I'll take it. But that's what it took for us to get famous on this podcast was me drinking my own saliva uh, mixed with Kodiak Wintergreen. I'll bring urine next time for making. Wow. Thrilled I was in that uh, bathrobe for the viral clip. That was nice. Yeah, dude, that sucks for you. You kind of yeah. caught like a stray wearing that bathrobe on yeah. TMZ. I thought you looked good. You had a Kanye vibe but about people you. People didn't like, have the great. context. Cool I didn't have the context, but I saw Met Gala and I saw him laying horizontal in a bathrobe. I said, that guy looks like he's got to so figure it out. So it wasn't that bad, Kyle, and you've drank your own dip spit before. I'm 100%. Sure. Macon, have you ever done it? Uh, no. No, no, no. 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 Okay. I don't. Uh, it's not that bad. It wasn't that bad. If it was somebody else's, I don't I'd have vomit. Any, I don't have any dip to spit. Oh, somebody else's. If it was it's Kyle's like, dip. I'm I want to vomit right I now. I did not go that. in the other room and vomit. That was uh, positive, not me. Good job. Oh.
Lewis Parker, I moved to Virginia Beach and I am already sick of it. How did you survive this shitty state? Uh, should I take this? Well, real estate mm. agent might. Well, you want to be the, <laughs> the lead duck yeah, the yeah, flying yeah. bee here. Well, you moved, yeah. moved to the wrong spot. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Short answer. Just just pulled up to, uh, I don't know. Just moved to the Death Valley. Yonkers. I just moved to Brighton <laughs> Beach, and it's not what I thought <laughs> New York City Beach. was. <laughs> like you, I mean, no offense to... No offense to fucking uh, Virginia Beach, which there's a lot of good stuff about. And Brighton Beach, I don't want to end up sleeping with the fishes because that's where they have a lot of the Russian mob stuff. Like we had Tiller Russell on here to talk about Tiller Russell. Uh, We had him on here to talk about his Russian movie, Operation Odessa. uh, And he was talking, we were talking about Brighton Beach. No, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to send a stray at Brighton Beach or Virginia Beach, but I'm just saying. Same conversation we'll probably have in the coming weeks about Northern Virginia. Yep, with our friend um, Randy Scott. Yeah. Concrete to grass ratio. Poor, yeah. That's what I rank it on. Yep. Jay Zavi Subin. If Macon has to hire one long brother as a real estate associate, who would it be and why? Chris. I would hire as my real estate associate. No shade on Kyle, not not none whatsoever. I've just seen you in action a lot. Mm. And not only do you have your stuff down in terms of MLS terminology, you're great with people. You talk to people. Yeah, people guy. People guy. More so than I am. I'm much more introverted. Yeah, but you find a way. You dig deep. I've seen you in action. I think we should go into business together. Okay, all right. Yeah, maybe do a podcast. Number one sports media... (laughs) Storm Chasing and Realty Podcast. E-Hardcore, which athlete's story do you want to see most as a biopic? Oh, mm. Tiger Woods. These biopics, that's like a documentary. Are there actors? It's a movie about it. Who's interesting, but not fake interesting, real interesting. Yeah. Tiger Woods, dude. Yeah, I guess. Did you see Tiger Woods laugh at the guy recently? That He was walking down the, the little alleyway there line with fans and one of the fans had a tiger woods mug shot on his yeah, t-shirt and yeah. tiger like was Smurf. dead dead set walking down straight face and started laughing when he, he, gave, saw he, it. he gave the guy a double look it, but tried to hide it like didn't think it, he like the he sheep acknowledged is, like, it on funny. the low <laughs> i like that that's good tiger woods man so tiger's yours ken yeah. griffey jr he played with his dad. He's got one of the best swings ever. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Here's Ken Griffey's biopic. Kid picks up a bat, perfect swing. And then it just like, he just he gets older his, and the swing is the takes same. takes his dad's job. And then, yeah, and the swing's so perfect. His dad, yeah, that, that whole thing. And he moved yeah. to Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. That, that's the darker John time. Cruck. Here you go. John Cruck? Oh, that's a good biopic. That's Mills? a John Daly that people don't know about. Oh, no disrespect to John Krug. That's but that's a JV John yeah, Daly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, no disrespect to John Krug. <laughs> that's Jesus. a that's a T-ball John. John Krug <laughs> is a literal media like superstar. But when bro. he plays, he, he is able oof. to not only get up in the morning and put his pants on the right way. Uh, yeah, you're he's right. fucking also like puts a suit John Daly's on goes, kid with a Hooters deal with his dad. That's nil. Yeah, that's 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 the most on brand. It's shit the I've most not seen. surprising, but the like on brand nil. Cowboy, give us one of those old ass golfers who was uh, 
Who 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 is wheeling and dealing and Sevi Sevi Ballesteros. Ballesteros. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. Sevi. You can call He'd that movie Sevi. Exactly. No, that's, Touch oh, of that's, Class. That's same, 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 it'll same. be called Touch of Class. Sevi. Kyle, you're over Sevi. I can see it right now. That was Sevi. His, that Everybody was his tagline. knows. Every, Sevi. Touch of Class. Touch of Class. Sevi. Sevi's cool too. Four letters. Sevi. Ayrton Senna. I would love to see a real Dude, there is one. It's fucking no, like amazing. A modern it is. There's when did a, it come out? Like five, six years ago. Oh, I gotta watch it I'll today. Show it to you. It's Rich fucking Strike. Amazing. Rich mm. Strike. Sea Biscuit is. Di- it was Disney. He was in it Myrtle was Beach too, smoking cigs two weeks movie. ago. It was too Disney. Whimsical. It's too whimsical. That's the new word. Mm-hmm. That well, that Disney shout out movie, to Diane Long di- for that, giving me that word yesterday. Yeah, that Sea Biscuit movie is hemorrhoids. We need a Rich Strike biopic. I don't know where we draw the line for medical conditions. Like, what well, that's what we say. talked about days ago, and I think we landed on hemorrhoids. Okay, because okay. okay. nobody's ever like died from hemorrhoids, <laughs> yeah. and I know somebody's gonna write us and be like, "I have an uncle, hernia, hemorrhoids, took him '86." I tried to say Tetris because Tetris. nobody likes playing that anymore. <laughs> I would play the fuck out of some Tetris right uh, now. Who Close. else? Put it in my hand. You would. 30 seconds, you'd be done. No, dude. Dude, that's Tetris. Who else do you want to know more about that's really interesting? Sevi like Ballesteros. I'd watch a Howie Long biopic. A Howie Hughes, you don't want to. <laughs> Who would play him, and why would it be Geralt of Rivia? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? I read laughed. <laughs> Who is that? Who's Geralt of... Who is it, Kyle? Read laughed. The Witcher. The Witcher. Henry Cavill. He's, it's also, yeah, the Superman, too. He's my like, favorite. I think he's a true big dude that, like, could play a big dude. A, so he, so he's going to play Howie Long. He could. He could play a young Howie. Dude. Give him a flat top. Google him with a flat top. It's probably in there. Dude, there's plenty of flat top actors. There, There's a whole division this is of the Witcher, guys man. that play military men and, like, he Starship play, Trooper guys. You know, Howie Long's an actor. Kevin Bacon with a flat top. No, it's fucking. Uh... Oh, look at that! Flat top actors. Howie Long's the fourth line, dude. Yeah. Who's the first one? Who's the look first that. one? Howie Long's right there next to Kurt Russell. Kurt play. Russell. Kurt Russell. Remember the movie Soldier? What a movie! I remember going home, going home from that movie and clearing the backyard with a Nerf gun and thinking like everything's okay now. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Me and Howie, like, Soldier. busted through the door. Soldier? Yeah. yeah Great movie. Oh, uh, Replacements. Also a good I movie. I saw that in theater. They right, flipped a Jeep. They flipped a Jeep. <laughs> Dickheads. E-Hardcore, who are you casting as Dale Sr. in a biopic? Ooh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Bra- Bradley Cooper as Dale Sr.? With Dale a mustache. Senior? With Just for Men. Make it dark. Give him some shades. Never show his eyes. Hold on. This is... Yeah, Bradley Cooper's kind of got some range now. He's got some real range. Oh, I got it. Jared Harris. Thank you, Yeah. Man. Thank you. Yep. I don't know any other actors other than Bradley Cooper, so I That's say pretty good for everything. That's pretty fucking good, dude. Thanks. Let me see Jared... Oh, actually, I have a computer. Jared Hold Harris. On. Jared Harris. That's, uh, that's from my head. From his head pictures. The Crown... Yeah, lots of stuff. Damn, that's a good call. By you? Dale Sr. if I've ever seen one, yeah. I mean, it's up there. The British actor? Yeah, dog. That's kind of sacrilegious, guys. To put a British actor as Dale Sr.? He's got range. Yeah. So, Kyle, I noticed you updated your Twitter profile to say one of many handsome and equally smart and funny guys at Greenlight. Do you actually think we are all equally smart 
and funny? I think in this current year, yes. I think if it was 1996 per se, I would easily go down as the most handsome guy in here. If that answers in your 96? question. In 96? When, 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 when men were When Jay Buhner was just walking around <laughs> getting cheeks everywhere. Yeah, when doors weren't on trucks and, you know. <laughs> Kyle, Brad Pitt was like the, the world's sexiest man in People magazine. He, in was, like in a, he was in a dress. He looks nothing like you He was in I. a dress. Did you know he was in a dress back then? Was he? He looked great in a pink tutu, honestly. Brad Pitt. <laughs> kind of. Courage. He's Brad Pitt, bro. God, what a stud. Is that you? Is that your? Is that your get out of? Is that your get out of jail free card? No. What do you what? <laughs> I'm just thinking about. When my generation, when you're yeah. saying that you're like, you would have done better in the throwback era. Uh, like a goatee, goatee era. Goatee era. Howie Long had a goatee at one point. That's a funny observation, Kyle, but you're skirting the question. I don't think there is an answer. Matt, but to answer your question, I think we're all pretty good looking guys here. Yeah. Equally. In, our, in our own unique way. I'll rank them. Like me, I don't I'll have hair. Em. I I'll have other em. things. I'll rank them. I go, Kyle at two fifty could be in handsome. a fucking Kyle at two fifty could be in a fucking um, Reed's very handsome a D- David off cologne ad David off okay <laughs> then it goes Reed because Reed's mysterious and they love that mm. you know but he's taken uh, and then there's me and Macon who are tied <laughs> and then right below us is Matt that's it like that's it. That's a sick ranking. That's good. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty equal. <laughs> and I mean, it's like an F one race. We're all within a tenth of a second. <laughs> the but la- it's a tie. We're tied. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I feel good about that, man. You've been mistaken for plenty of <laughs> famous actors. You name yourself. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yo. By the way, and you do everybody. Look like Bueller, everybody who, looks like you. Right. He looks His like friend. Ferris's friend. Cameron. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cameron. Cameron. Yes. Yeah. I don't even yeah. remember what Ferris Bueller looks like, honestly. You also look like Sebastian Vettel. Looks like a little bit. F1 driver in my head. You look like Sebastian Vettel, Ferris who at the like. last race showed up with his underwear over his pants. There was a rule change, essentially. And Lewis Hamilton also showed up to the interview after the jewelry ban with like eight different chains on and a bunch of... You do look like Sebastian. I do look like that guy. No, you know. That's Sebastian Vettel. You you think that looks like you? Sebastian Vettel has many forms. Yeah, he's got the the thin skin under the eyes, which makes him look (laughs) tired all the time. He's got the straight nose and the long face. Looks like me. Yeah, you and Joey Logano and you and this guy, same guy. His power alleys are there. Type in Joey Logano. I mean, now. I look more like Joe, that you guy. You look more like Joey Logano, dude. Let's people. put you in NASCAR. Brad Keselowski. That was it. Brad Keselowski. Yeah, that's who people. You look we, like all tall, skinny. That's that's drivers. just white, that's, white guys. Look at Brad Keselowski. Look <laughs> 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 like he's just he's he's, like, he's a great guy. My he's erection. A, by all accounts, he's a great guy. Huh? I'm sure, but like that—that's a—that's huh? a hell. Well, of a, some of the guys are dickheads. He's a good guy. Not Ricky Stenhouse, Kyle. I don't know enough Senior about Ricky Stenhouse, but he is an intriguing son of a bitch. So I was thinking about um, what species have good marketing. Like dogs, obviously, have good marketing. Where we take them into our homes, we put people in prison if they hurt them. 
uh, you know, cats have pretty good marketing. Bees. Like, Fuck cats. Yeah, what other animals have good marketing? And what animals, like, what species need to work on their marketing? Like, we treat them badly, but they're actually not that bad. Skunks, I would say, get treated poorly, and bees get treated well. They have good marketing. Yeah, bees are having to come up. Yeah. They'll, they'll kill you. Look at the Stand By Me kid. I'm thinking about they're going to save our earth if we Right? Isn't it Stand bees. By Me the kid dies in, or is that yeah, something he had, else? He had an allergy. Talking about my girl? My girl. My girl. My he girl. had an allergy. <laughs> look at the kid in my girl. Okay? You kind of look like you as a boy. Bees. You, you oh. Boyish bees. Chris. Kid... kid well, then Macaulay Kid didn't come back from summer uh, vacation. Yeah, I should have left you bees, home alone, dude. Chris. The, the things on uh, Bert's bees, the th- yeah, they get a lot of fucking. They get a lot of love. Bumblebees are harmless, right? Yeah, for so sure. I'm saying they're also whimsical, right? People think that they're whimsical, but they're little killers, bro. I don't think bees are marketed well enough. Actually, we need them for our Sam, natural yeah, that's environment. The thing. The, they kind of have that guilt trip thing, where like, if we die, you die. And yeah. whales, because the whole save the whales, remember the save the whales was like huge. Yeah, it was a 90s marketing. thing, too. People like were saying whales, that in the dude. 90s. Whales didn't hurt anybody. Whales they didn't, didn't hurt anybody. You love dolphins. They make the ocean salty. Dolphins have way too good marketing. With mm-hmm. their sperm. Expect us. They rape. They do. Squirrels have good marketing. And they get high on puffer fish. Squirrels? The other day, there was a uh, news story from the Amazon where uh, some river dolphins were apparently getting sexually aroused after messing with a snake they're playing with a snake not their own snake an anaconda in the river and they, they got hard from an anaconda yes yes they got a, a bunch of chubs in the river yeah and scientists couldn't determine if they were playing with the snake because they yeah. kept like submerging it and throwing it to each other but yeah. they weren't eating it but they all had erections can we get and those scientists onto something else? <laughs> they got medical degrees, and they're, and they're looking at river dolphins. Well, there's something to glean from that. What's that? Science. Why? Why? Here's an animal that gets fucking some of the best marketing ever. Are those porpoises? I'll give you a couple. Are dolphins swimming? Yes. It's Why, a, yes, they it's are It's a good segue into, into, our F, into F1, uh, another F1 topic, but never mind. Dolphins? Do you think a dolphin, when it's in the water... is what happens with the car oh, when yeah? the air travels through it the wrong way yeah, yeah. at speeds, and it goes like this. And then it fucking the rapes another dolphins fish. Do. Dolphins go like this. When a dolphin's swimming, do you think it's thinking to himself, I'm swimming right now? No, I think right. it's thinking, it's like, who's the next lick? <laughs> you know? Sexual lick. Who, who, who's the next victim out here in this ocean, dude? Soft like meat. The, Just looking for some soft meat. Hey, uh, hippos. Dangerous. Killers, bro. Killers. Played games like Hungry Hungry Hippos. Mm. They're always, you never meet a bad hippo in, a, in one of the movies. And anytime you meet a hippo. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, <laughs> that's a really fucking funny. You like never meet a bad culture. hippo in a cartoon. You're right. Think about it. Bears, bears, too. They're always friendly. Bears. But bears don't kill that many people, bro. Ooh, but bears are way more dangerous than they come off They're in cartoons. They're super dangerous, bro. They're super dangerous, but Yogi. they barely kill anybody. No pun intended. And then lastly, bald eagles. I'm sorry. Dangerous. Bald eagles Ooh. have some of the best branding on the planet. And I know a lot of people are upset listening to this, but bald eagles are scavengers, man. They're scavengers. Am I wrong there? Have you guys heard this too? They're you're, like you're right, but you're not patriotic. Listen, it's a great country. There's a lot of cool ass animals here. I've been a big proponent of. I I think that uh, 
and I take guys on safari. African safaris are pretty cool, right? But I think a North American safari would be just as dope if we get them all to just hang out in the same place. Oh, like a zoo? No, but like you go to Ngorgor Crater in uh, Tanzania, it's like fucking Narnia down there, all of them. Like, the big hole in Montana I've heard is like that, where it's like dinosaur-sized animals up there. Dinosaur-sized ones. We need to go. Big hole in Montana. Big hole. Dead, dead ass, no cap. Bring Nate to the big hole. Oh, Lyman would be trying to usher me into the big hole. Dude, like moose that are 20 feet tall. I mean, crazy um, shit. Yeah, no, I think bald eagles do uh, do get a pass a lot of times. They're really dope in the fact that they're so fucking big, dude. You know, but yeah. Geese. If you could make the, what, what would the American, um, you know, animal be if we could do it over? A bear. A dog. A bear? A grizzly bear. Grizzly bear. A German shepherd. You gotta fight Russia for it. <laughs> German shepherd. Well, they can come over that little that little land. Uh, what is it? The Bering, Bering Strait. Strait. Yeah. He, if they want, they gotta it. get through what's her name first. The uh, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. <laughs> Good luck. Of the, the Kodiak brown bear. She's waiting up there with her gun, dude. Multiple guns. Hey guys, Thursday, uh, Jeff Passan will be uh, on the Zoom. Leave the people with a layup line. Oh, layup line, dude. Great call. We're gonna do uh, the new Kendrick Lamar song, The Heart Part Five. Crack a bottle, hard to deal with the pain. When you're sober, by tomorrow, we forget the remains. We start over, that's the problem. Our foundation was trained to accept whatever follows. The last couple uh, weeks, you know, there was a GQ article that said, Future is the greatest rapper alive. And in my group text, there are a couple guys who agreed. And I was like, geez, did a whole host of people die? one of them being Kendrick Lamar, like if we're, I mean, please. And the dudes were like, well, he hasn't put out music in too long, he's disqualified. Like, cause yeah, how would we know? Maybe he can't rap anymore. Oh yeah, he can still rap. Uh, and not only that, the music video to me is like the craziest thing because there's all that deep fake stuff in there. He was actually doing the deep fake stuff the same place that uh, Trey and Trey Stone and Matt Parker do South Park. So like the studios of the, and it's interesting, the music video, go watch it, it's, uh, it's Heart Part 5. So in the music video, I mean, I don't wanna get into what he's talking about, you can make your own interpretations, but he's talking about culture. This is basically it. Like, and some of it's none of my business to be speaking on, but he deep fakes five, seven different people in this video. You have to watch the video first. So he's gonna be OJ, he's gonna be Jesse wow. Smollett, He's gonna be um, he's Will Kanye. Smith. He's gonna be he's gonna be Kanye. He does Will Smith, Kobe Bryant. And then at the end, the most powerful verse of the whole deal is uh, is the last one, and he's he makes some, like some pretty direct allusions to Nipsey Hussle, like in the verse. And the first time I I heard the song, I was like, oh yeah, Kendrick Lamar's back. Like one listen, and in fact. Uh, if you're asking me what I remember most about the NBA this weekend, it was that like Kendrick Lamar ate game four of the uh, the, the Sixers uh, series because I didn't watch another lick of that fucking game. I couldn't focus. I heard the audio, said it was awesome. Then somebody sent me the video. And I think what's really unique about this is the, the song is so mashed up with the video. Like that's how it's supposed to be enjoyed. To make music that you it's best enjoyed that way is like a new thing. And I, you know, everybody's going all these different directions with NFTs and all that stuff. Like you, you're wondering where music is going. Like he's making art. He's making art in his music, but he's also making art with his 
music video where he deep fakes his five, seven people. And this stuff takes months to do. Like it takes a lot of time, right, Matt? You understand this stuff probably on, to some degree. I mean, you've read about this stuff. Yeah, it's super time consuming. It's fucking really time consuming. And he's got five, seven people. Will Smith, there's no way he was deep faking Will Smith until the Oscars. So who knows how long he was working on this project. But I know at least some of it, they got done pretty quick, which is impressive. You got to check the song out. You have to check the video out, especially. Check the video out first. This is like where music's going, maybe. Like people are going to be making music that should ideally coexist with some digital you and, know. and where video is going in some ways, like you can create art that is completely different from anything that's been done in the past, the ability to represent somebody who isn't actually there. Right. Cool way to incorporate NFTs would be to sell the albums with the cool unfoldable album art like they yeah. used to be. Yeah, yeah. Remember you used to get a CD and you could see the track list and sometimes stuff. artwork, like if they started doing that again, yeah, that'd be dope. I could see Kendrick doing that. He's pretty fucking awesome, man. He's rare. And that's why something like, you know, when, when I'm arguing in a group text over like who the best rapper alive is, like there, there are a lot of rappers that you can make an argument for, but like, I think it's totally disrespectful to have the conversation without Kendrick Lamar. I absolutely love the guy. So this is awesome. And on the music front, if you like awesome guitar and like you like psychedelic rock in any form or fashion, you can go check out Sandy Bull. Go get the Vanguard Visionaries album. This is the first little shout out I'm giving any any music in, in a little while. So this guy is fucking awesome. Uh, and some really bad news. Willie Nelson's coming to Charlottesville August 9th, dude. Montana. So I'm going to cry. I'll be able to go. Of course you will. Of course you will. You can get back. I can't I'll, I'll wear back. my I'll, I'll wear my, my new like, Willie Nelson fan. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you'll be like, huh. You're gonna be sending me pictures like, I love this Willie Nelson show. Uh, I do like Willie Nelson, not as much as you. He's he's awesome, but it does suck. The August 9th, when I saw that Kyle, my heart sank. What day is that? Saturday? I don't know, but I might have to get back. <sighs> there you go. That's the spirit. For one night and then go back to Montana. Yeah, that's a long way, dude. Life right short. a country song right, for one night only. Except on the for way Willie. there and back. One night only. Life okay. is long for women. One show only. That's what you just listened to. Y'all take care.